Every business wants to engineer new possibilities, creating revenue, optimizing costs, and scaling technologies like cloud and AI. Start at Deloitte.com slash US slash cloud and find the services you need to get the value you seek. Deloitte. You're listening to One on One with DP. Brought to you by Beatrice Bakery on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. That was fun. That was fun. The Lincoln Continentals. And the whatever for. <laughs> the whatever, whatever for. It's a great name. I that is a there there are a couple of things that I wish I could do well. It's probably three. Three. Golfing. Drawing by hand. Singing. Okay. Those three things, when somebody can do those three things, I am way more impressed about it than anything else. If you can do those three things, I'm just like, okay, you're a hero. I wish I could sing and play the piano. I used to could play the piano because I played several instruments as a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, The only times I've ever been sent to the principal's office – was from playing the piano. That makes no sense. Because I played classical guitar. So mm-hmm. we would go, we would get to class early. And we would all, we would shut the door. Because our teacher hated if we played popular songs on classical guitar. So we would just close the door and all crank out some Hendrix, you know. Mm-hmm. like Or we would all learn some bass line from Parliament and we would play it. And the teacher would walk in and there we are on our bass, on our guitars, just thumping and plucking away. <laughs> you know. So the moment you learn to slide your fingers on that one, of course. you're a guitar hero in, in that. But what also happens is she would teach us by playing the piano. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of the same chord structure. So we would warm up. So, of course, what would happen is some people would play whatever we were going to play that day, whatever we, whatever homework had been assigned, we'd play it on the piano. Mm-hmm. But then what would immediately happen is the most rocked-out version of chopsticks that you could imagine with somebody playing on the piano doing chopsticks and then people playing behind them on guitar. And none of that was allowed. So, Miss Grant. I apologize. Even to this day, I'm sorry for being such a pain in your. I'm sorry for being cool, man. I was look, (laughs) look. It was, and I was the only black dude in the in the the guitar class, right? So Mm -hmm. in this classical guitar class, and I would every now and then I'd sneak in some, you know, boom, 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 and they, (laughs) they would, and they're like Derek. Yeah, that was exactly what it would be said. Derek. <laughs> and I got the full name and it was Yes, Miss Grant. Yeah, Miss Grant. <laughs> and you know, um I I never liked her shoes. <laughs> You're so weird. You know the teachers like some teachers so like weird. dressed well. Yeah. And there were some teachers that dressed like they had no friends. <laughs> You're- you're terrible. Right? I I didn't say I wasn't. She had plenty of friends. She I'm did sure not. She did. I'm we sure were she, her best friends. I'm sure she had plenty of friends. Oh, you never saw her outside of school. You don't know her life. I do know her life. You don't know her I life. did see her she's lonely a, at the Pizza Hut. She's a great person. <laughs> sitting, Stop putting all her business out there. <laughs> sitting in a booth so by herself. Rude. And we would come in. And it was so like, rude. hello, Miss Grant. <laughs> you don't say hello to your teachers outside of school. You have to. You no. have to. It's the rule. It's 
awkward. It's the rule. It's You're weird. supposed to acknowledge them. You can't. Don't look them in the eyes. <laughs> so they don't exist outside of school. That was, was the rule. Hello, from Ms. from from elementary <laughs> until until the beginning of high school. You didn't see your you didn't see your teachers outside of school, especially the ones that you you didn't like as much as the exactly. big ones you like. The ones you like, you didn't have to because they would they would come find you. Mm-hmm. Like there were certain teachers, uh, Miss Finlater was amazing. Miss um, Green, Miss Jeans, uh, Miss Jeans was the best storyteller I've ever been around as a teacher. She's my high school English teacher, uh, and she was amazing. She's my favorite teacher to this day. Uh, but she would tell these wonderful little stories about her friends and her best friend, Annie Bose. And Annie had a baby. And the day that they had the baby, she took us through this entire nine mm-hmm. month. You know, hey, you know, Annie's six months and this is what's going on. And seven months. OK, Annie's going to have the baby next week. And then she 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 filled us in. She said, Annie had a daughter. And guess what? She named her. And I was like, what? And she goes, Buttons Ann. This child was named Buttons and Bows. <laughs> Are you sure she wasn't just telling you a story and she was the one that didn't have friends? Because I can see I, I, that is more believable. The teacher that you thought didn't have friends was probably very popular no, she outside had, of school. No, she had us to and her And the house. one that was telling you stories about Buttons and Bows no, she had us was at her making house. stuff she had, up. She had us at her house. And playing with dolls in the dark. <laughs> Buttons and bows was a doll she made. It just took her bows. nine months. Buttons and bows. It was spectacular, and it was, it was so. Terrifying. It was so. Oh, was that so, thing is haunted. It was so, and it was not. A, it was like, oh my goodness gracious, thanks. Uh, and then they showed us pictures of it. She was a cute little baby, but buttons and bows. And I just thought, Miss Jeans, I appreciate you taking us on that little journey of okay, yours. Okay, she, she. Well, well, she. We went through. So, and again, she was the first person to tell me I could write. Like. Mm-hmm. She said, Derek, you're a really good writer. And I was like, you're just telling me that to get me to write. Like, I don't want to write. And she goes, no, I'm telling you because you're good. Whether you like it or not is none of my business. I was like, okay, Miss Jeans, sorry. Let me get in line. I don't care what you like. And, right. And so I wrote this thing about my, my stepdad's car. My dad had had a, 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 a it was kind of a, a golden deuce and a quarter. Right, deuce and quarter, and that's so. As I'm writing it, and I, I had to describe this car in my writing, mm-hmm. deuce and quarter, gold deuce and quarter, and so she said, "I want to give you a hundred on this, but I don't know what you're talking about." And I was like, "No, it's a deuce and a quarter. Right? That's what the car is called." And she goes, "I've never heard of it." I'm like, "Deuce and a quarter," and she's like, "What?" Take me a picture of your dad's car and then bring it in tomorrow. And I brought it in and she goes, Oh, it's an Electra 225. And I was like, Deuce and a quarter. That's where it came from. And she's like, 100. This is spectacular. She goes, The whole point of writing is for you to describe a thing and make it real to me. And she goes, And the best part is you spoke in your own language, like you spoke in your own vernacular. And that. That is what artists do. This is how you know. This is why you should write. And I was like, okay, lady, I just told you what I knew about it. I didn't. All I did was bring you a picture of a car. Are you you so excited? You know, know, man, it was spectacular. Chill. You know, it was spectacular. But just remember the first track coach that told you, hey, Rico, you got a shot. Mm -hmm. Right? How special those people are. Oh, yeah. 
right? That who was who was your first coach that told you, you know what, Rico, you're pretty good. <sighs> my first coach, because that's the one. Like yeah. that's the one that that gets you over the over yeah. the hump for me. Was was the first one that said it was probably Coach Henry, who she ran for UNL, um, and she's still running to this day. Um, she was in the Olympic trials for the 800 once uh, during my high school years. Um, she would always just give me crap because she was like, you know, you're real. You're if you're going to make it in anything, it's the 300. It's the intermediate, the 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 long hurdles. I was like, coach, I don't I'm, I'm a sprinter. I don't I don't do I don't do anything over 200 meters. She goes, no, if you are going to make it in anything, it's these. And she would always, you know, 400 runners are, are running. She's like, all right, Alvarez, get over them. I'm like, no, I don't. Coach, I'm a sprinter. I don't run. She goes, well, the 400's a sprint, so get over there. And, you know, during time trials, she's like, all right, you got to run the 800. If you run under this time or if you come in dead last, you're running the 800 at a meet. So I'm like, ugh, fine. So I'm out there trying to trying my best not to get last. And she's like, you, you can be really good. You just need to set your mind to it. And it took me until probably my senior year to finally do it. And then, you know, ended up getting a scholarship to Kearney and got there and they actually took me out of the intermediate hurdles. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, thanks for getting here. Uh, even though, move. even though that summer before I went, I was doing summer track where it went, you know, 400 hurdles in the summer and I was being an idiot and I didn't make it to nationals because I had slowed down before the last hurdle at regionals. And one of my teammates passed me up, but I ran one of my best times. And if I ran that exact time in college, I would have been a finalist in our conference. So it was one of those things where it's like you could have got better and done so much, but you didn't. And it kind of it kind of haunts me, but I'm have over you, it. Have you ever said thank you? Oh, yeah. How did you do so? How did you do it? <laughs> so there was this this workout we had every Thursday because Wednesday was pool day. Mm. Every Thursday, where she would take us to a workout that she did at UNL, or she said she did at UNL, probably did, where we would run. It was you had a you had a minute between each each time you ran, so it'd go hundred, hundred, hundred. You had a minute. The faster you finish, the more time you have to rest. Hundred, hundred, hundred. Two minute rest. One, two, one, one. One, one, two, two. One, two, two, two. Five minute rest. Go back down. Every Thursday. My senior year, where she she's like, all right, get on the line. We're like, coach, this workout sucks. <laughs> a lot. Like, this is it terrible. Sucks. You're just telling me about it. And sucks. she goes, it's not that bad. And I go, okay, then run with us. And it was the week before oh. state. I said, run with us. And she goes, are you sure? She's like, it's not that hard. And I was like, do it. She ran with us. On the way back down, the the one two one one. She's she drops. She's like, I, she's breathing heavy, and we we finish it out on our own. And I come back to her, and I go, "See, I told you it was hard." She goes, "I don't apologize for anything." And I was like, "Well, thank you for 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 getting me so much better." You know, through my these four years of high school, I'm gonna go out here. I'm a I'm gonna win a state championship for you. And unfortunately, I didn't. But you let her down. I did. Josh Banderas. Oh, well, never mind. He punched me in the chest never, over the last hurdle. Never, never mind. Punched me in the fair. chest over the last turn. Why was he not disqualified? He was so much bigger than me. Why was he not Because he's the Husker commit. He's going to play football for Nebraska. Nobody cares. I tell him that to this day. Lost by point oh three. Little Rico got punched going in the chest. Going over, he bop, right in the chest. Right in the middle of my chest. Slows me down just enough. And you haven't said thank you to her since then. I have. I have. I have she her her daughter is competing at 
Millard North. She plays basketball. She runs track. Um, and, you know, every time she does, I remember when she was very little. It's crazy to see her in high school right now. Um, but, you know, I'll comment on those. And I've sent her a message thanking her for everything she did to me and, you know, do, got do me, me through college. Do me a favor. Send her a thank you this week. Okay. There's a little stuff. I, I, I had I had some folks uh, reach out this weekend and say thank you to me, and so I said thank you to some folks. Uh, and I want to thank the listeners because some folks sent some private messages. I my, uh, I do a Sunday blessing every week, mm-hmm. and this week I mentioned because of the recent book that I was in, um, the events that led up to me being in the book, the actual topic of it was when I was in ICU and having to get through and the power of having really good people around you. Um, and I had to stop coaching because of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, one, you know, I've got steel rods and pins in my spine, right? They took out a piece of my spine to uh, fix a thing. And when they went in, they ruptured me and, and, and I had 20, 27 blood clots. Like it, like, and, and, and I say that now, like it, that's a lot. like, I just remember him telling me and I kind of broke down. But the only way I could get through that, like not being able to walk, not being – I couldn't go to the bathroom. Like I, I like nothing. Like mm-hmm. you had to relearn everything. And going through the process, and there were several people, my wife being tops on that list of people. I mean, she slept on in a chair in the ICU, um, you know, trying to hold things down, which is not totally not my wife's space. But she did it for me. And then – uh, my brother is a minister who called and, and, and simply told me what I needed to hear that mm-hmm. day. And, uh, Griff, my buddy Griff, who called and said, man, you already healed. You just don't know it yet. Right. And gave me that kind of trust. But then I had a friend who I had only seen once in 30 years, like somebody that was really close in high school and college. But mm-hmm. once we got that, you know, past that, we, we stayed connected, but we hadn't seen each other. And a few months before that, she had stopped through Houston on a, on, a, on a convention, and she was there, and we got together, and it was just like we had never we you know, like we, time hadn't even passed. yeah you know hadn't passed, and she's one of my favorite smiles. And when I was in ICU, uh, she saw one of Becky's posts that hey you know D's in the hospital, he's in ICU, things are tough. And I really let me just tell you, the chaplain was there. The chaplain was like four days of hey. You know, mm-hmm. don't look good. They don't look good. And to have this friend show up, and it was enough to make me get up out of bed for the first time since all of this. And the nurses all came in to help me get from the bed, ICU bed, to this chair so we could take a picture mm-hmm. and I could be like human around her. And the best part was that she sat there and talked to Becky, who had just been sitting there talking to doctors and nurses. So I spent the weekend saying thank you to folks who had reached out to me and helped me get through what was the toughest time there. I'll challenge folks to do this if you don't, if you need something to do that will change your spirits. Just say thank you to somebody that helps you out when you needed it. Without being preachy, there's somebody that was there for you when you needed it. Just reach out, shoot them a text, write them an email, call, whatever way it was. Um, just say thanks. Just say thanks. We don't say thank you enough. Hate to get preached on a Monday, but that's where I was with it. Uh, the quartet just made me feel all certain, 
sort kind of ways, and I'd done this this weekend. So just take a moment, say thank you to, to some folks. And then tomorrow uh, you'll have another opportunity through Beatrice Bakery. We will um, we will give away a care package to make somebody smile. Another way of saying thanks, go to uh, lincolncontinentals.org, and the code is KNTK, and register for uh, – Two songs and a box of chocolates on Valentine's Day. They will come wherever you are and sing and serenade or wherever they need to be. We will give away one. They will give away one. They will just come to your office and sing. You can do that on LincolnContinentals.org. Uh, and the code you'll need to use is KNTK, and they'll pick somebody. So there's that. Anyway, I hope you're having a good Monday morning. Um, all things aside, there are reasons to smile. Let's get in that. We will close out one-on-one when we come back. Uh, Rashawn Jackson will come in. Uh, Reggie Cooper, Pie Line Pancakes, I think. He's got, you know, he's got a show's worth. Uh, got Coach Darlington tomorrow, I believe. Uh, so, you know how it's we get down. It's be interesting. Yeah, this is how we get down here on the ticket. We'll be right back. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. You're listening to One-on-One with DP. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.